stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it did take a while to get there. Uh, but Aaron O'Toole has emerged as the new leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, finally culminating this race to replace Andrew Scheer, who came up short in the last election. And whether Aaron O'Toole can uh, do better obviously remains to be seen. Uh, certainly, as I said, I think Aaron brings a lot to the table. Maybe that Andrew Scheer didn't, doesn't have some of the same kind of baggage and weaknesses, but we're in a much different world uh, than we were a year ago. So a lot of uncertainty in terms of where we're going as a country, politically, how things are shifting. But I do think there's a lot of opportunities uh, for the conservatives. And, and certainly Aaron O'Toole, I think, does bring a lot to the table, as I say. So joining us uh, for some further thoughts on the day that was yesterday, this race, and where the conservatives go from here. Very pleased to welcome back to the program our friend Elise Mills, conservative political analyst, also senior associate at Sussex Strategy Group. Elise, great to talk to you here. Welcome back to the program. Well, thanks for inviting me back. I saw you on uh, another channel this weekend, and you were fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you you did well for the West. I'll just add that, Rob. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, and let's talk about the West. I mean, here we have a Toronto-area politician who, you know, I mean, look, he, he did really well in Quebec, but did really well in the West, too. Is this a guy who can be a, a voice for the West, do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I think in the lead up, um, you know, starting with last year with the complaints about uh, the 2019 election and the failure of Conservatives to achieve government after the consistent and such prominent and important scandals of the Trudeau government, it was obvious that, uh, that for me, was it, was it about changing the leader or just doing the hard work that we seemingly had avoided doing sort of, you know, post-2015? Um, we really hadn't changed course since 2011, and we seem to be regressing instead of progressing. And I think what was really important in Aaron's speech last night, and let me just say, uh, you know, as of as late as Friday afternoon, I was saying in my punditry to other reporters that I was crying out uh, and praying for a morning in America moment because we're not all siloed. We're not just Alberta. We're not just British Columbia or Quebec. Mm -hmm. We are Canadians. And this country has been torn apart uh, by a federal government that likes to pick winners and losers. And I think Aaron, in his speech, uh, brought the passion forward for me, reminded each of our regions that they are part of the national conversation, the national solution of bringing Canada back. And that we had, a, as Conservatives, we had a lot of work to do to uh, progress forward from positions we had taken in 2011, which was basically a decade ago. And uh, this is the issue of environment and climate change and how that intersects with energy and resources. Uh, the pandemic has shown us this is not at Alberta's feet. They don't stand alone. Um, you don't stand alone. Um, that w what we now see is what works for our economy, what the backbone is, and it's our job to use good old Canadian innovation and entrepreneurship um, to, to make what we do cleaner, stronger, and better. And that's, I think, what Aaron was saying last night. I think it really spoke mm -hmm. to me as a Westerner. Um, I guess we'll see what Albertans have to say today. 
Yeah, you know, and it, look, I mean, you know, Aaron O'Toole made a point of kicking off his campaign, you know, here in Calgary. Uh, I, he, he does seem as someone who who gets it, right? He's not from Alberta, but that he, he tries to understand the concerns uh, of of Albertans. He, I think he speaks well to a lot of that. I mean, I, look, I don't think Westerners expect a monopoly on, on the leadership of the party, that it always has to be somebody from the West. But I don't think it's unrealistic to say, you know, someone who's not going to take the West for granted, right? Somebody who gets it. I, mean, I, I don't know. Do you think we have someone in, in Aaron O'Toole who gets it? Well, I think first of all, it's a. I, I don't. I don't know how else to say it. So I hope this is not insulting uh, to to a group of people. But I think we suffer a little bit of post traumatic stress as social. I mean, if we're provincial, we've come from social credit families. If you're in your forties, like me, I was raised at the knee of two very strong social credit um, parents. Uh, I worked for a social credit premier. I've worked for Brad Wall, um, and I think there's a there's definitely this this. Uh, stress attached to what Ottawa can do to us, uh, even with our, our, within our own party, if we get it wrong. Um, and I don't think that's lost on anyone here. So there's always this very tentative first step to tor- towards talking to people, uh, whether they're conservative or anyone else in Toronto, do they really get it? Um, and I think there's this this long memory and it's transferred from generation to generation even though my daughter's 20 she knows the story she wasn't obviously alive for it and i was barely alive for it but it was passed for me and i and i think that Aaron O'Toole understood the psychology of not only Western Canadian conservatives or Western Canadians, uh, but also those in Atlantic Canada as well, who have sort of been uh, dragged along for the ride at Ottawa's whim. Um, And I do think he gets that. And I think that speech last night spoke to this nation building um, that I've been very much craving. Um, And I think it's enabled as well. And let's just, I want to give a shout out to Leslyn Lewis because she came out like a rocket and she did us such a huge service by running. She really evolved and came to and came into her own and she taught the country and the media that social conservatism is not meant to be malicious it's, and it's not monolithic. Um, and she evolved into her, into a woman that was able to quickly uh, describe what her version of social conservatism is um, versus someone like Derek Sloan, who I think has a lot of questions he's going to have to answer. Um, and I think she's going to be a huge value for Aaron O'Toole because she speaks to what he was talking about and demonstrating to Canadians that you are conservative. This is what the face looks like. And that really does work well for Western conservatives because we can't be out there alone uh, going on single issue candidates anymore. It's just not going to work for us. and It's not going to help our economies. Yeah, she was such uh, such a breath of fresh air in this leadership race. And, you know, that transition to politics, I mean, she comes with a great resume. I mean, not a household name, but she's obviously a very accomplished woman. But but transitioning to politics and to do so in a leadership race is is quite a challenge. And she, mm-hmm. she did really well. I mean, you know, her, her showing yesterday, I think, surpassed all expectations. It was quite something, wasn't it? Well, I mean, when I, I was talking to, I probably talked to... 100, 150 plus conservatives over the last few weeks. And uh, what surprised me was white guys in their late 20s to early 50s were deciding to vote for Leslie Lewis, Bay Street guys, Vancouver downtown guys, lawyer, doctor. And their main reason was they were so impressed when she was on uh, your uh, uh, stations and ours out in Vancouver, CKNW. Mm -hmm. She, She absolutely enthralled them. 
I mean, and I was listening to it, and she was, I, I said to the host of that show that day, she is absolutely formidable. Who is this woman? And so they decided that the issue of the Peter, the problem with Peter and Aaron O'Toole and what was kind of going on during that time, they were fed up. And I think a lot of conservatives like myself were extremely fed up and wondering if we were going to get that morning in America moment. Um, and they decided to flip their support to Leslin. And I know they must have put, you know, not just talked, but walked with their wallets because she ended up with $2 million in donations in the final days of the campaign. It's, it's shocking, and I think she's actually, uh, we had two wins. We've had Erin O'Toole, which I think is the breath of fresh air, but uh, with Leslie Lewis, we had something else, and she's actually more powerful than Peter McKay this morning. She is one of a, uh, the conservative stars, and I think uh, from my understanding of people that I've spoken to as we go through, the, as Erin O'Toole's team goes through the transition today, um, that she is going to play a, a very prominent role in the next campaign whenever that comes. And, and it's still obviously very important for her to get that seat. I know that's something that she's extremely passionate about. And I just think we're just going to get better and better as we move forward. And I'm happy to shake off the cobwebs and get back to the type of conservatism that I'm very interested in. You know, Peter McKay, and I, I mean, it was just for someone who was supposedly preparing for this moment, he seemed woefully unprepared his whole life. His whole life. Um, his dad would say his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what went so wrong for him, do you think? It was shocking. I mean... It was embarrassing for me, Rob, because as you know, in my line of punditry, I have to comment when one of our candidates launches their campaign. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that, you know, I have a daughter who has epilepsy. She wouldn't have been able to watch that video that he launched. It was, it would have triggered something inside of her. I just thought, my daughter is 20 and she works in digital media. And I was absolutely shocked at the crudeness of the launch of his campaign. He, it was almost like he had made a mockery. He just thought he was just going to ride in, didn't have to put a lot of effort in. And the funny thing is, you don't have to put a lot of money in. Um, you, you have to, all it is, is about demonstrating something unique and, 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 and more importantly, understanding what the party and members like myself, which would have, I think, vaguely sort of been his base, uh, I was interested. I wasn't going to buy that he was liberal light right away. I wanted to see it. I, I, I'm a, a junkie. I want to know what, what you're going to give me. And I just couldn't get in on it. And then his interviews, it was one forced error after another. And it just looked like he had taken us all for granted. And I also then wondered if he really understood this party. And did he have the true grit to govern the entire country? Did he have the true grit to govern the entire conservative movement? Because we're not so much a party, but we're full of little tribes and, and different ideas. And we have to have somebody like Mr. Harper was, uh, somebody who's able to band us together and, and, and keep us focused and keep us very disciplined. And I'm not sure Peter McKay could have done that. In terms of what Aaron O'Toole is, is going up against now and the uncertainty of what the fall holds for us, look, I mean, the, the Liberals and Prime Minister Trudeau might have had the benefit of the doubt from Canadians kind of March, April, May, but that's changed in a big way. And this We Charity scandal keeps getting worse. The the resignation okay. of Bill Morneau just seems uh, sketchy as, as, as you know what. So <laughs> they've got all kinds of problems. What what sort of opportunities do you see now moving forward here for, for the Conservatives? Well, I think it's for us to understand the psychology of Canadians. Um, how far are Canadians going to go 
uh, in accepting the breakdown of democracy in this country? Uh, how far do they want to go uh, in continuing to be on the losing end and liberal friends to be on the winning end? Um, and how many, like let's, like as Garen O'Toole said so wonderfully last night, let's give that ethics office a, a break. They need a break. Um, uh, but Canadians, as you know, uh, are conservative in how they approach change. And I don't mean big C, small C, you know, conservative. Um, we've always, we like to think we're dynamic and we're, we're, we're happy to accept change, but that is not who we are. Mm. And I think what Mr. O'Toole really needs to do is, dem- is to be able to demonstrate that trust. Um, I think, you know, some of the talking points in his speech last night, and by the way, Rob, I don't know what you thought of his speech, but I was just so relieved to hear it. It was it was the first speech I've heard from our, my party in a long time now that actually moved me. And I said, yes, I can buy into every step of the way here. Um, but when he talked about you, why is it why is it liberals are winning and Canadians are losing? And he goes into quite an expansive thought about that. I think that's what Canadians need to understand. I also think when he addresses the issues uh, around what is perceived to be conservatism and conservative, the conservative party in this country, I think he hits the nail on the head. We need to stop letting the, no offense, Rob, but letting the media define who we are or letting the guy down south define who we are. I have Republican friends who are just infuriated that their conservative, their conservatism, their Republican Party has been hijacked. They don't understand why we haven't fought back against that, why we've allowed a few very loud voices to take us on this ride. Um, and it's been, an, it's been, quite frankly, an expensive ride for us because every time somebody goes out there and allows us to be defined in the media the way that someone like Derek Sloan has done, um, it's, I'm not going after him for being religious right. I'm going after him for being malicious and not protecting the human rights of all Canadians. Um, we, it, it costs us millions of dollars to be able to get ahead or around that. And not to have somebody go out there and defend us publicly or for a party to say that's enough. I, I just began to wonder where we all were. So I think it's a, an incredibly important turning point in our trajectory as a party. I think this is probably what I was expecting us to see after 2015 when Mr. Harper left, which was like, let's leverage from the successes and let's capture the imaginations and passion of Canadians. we got to leave it there, unfortunately. Elise, always appreciate the conversation and the insight. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day in Calgary. You as well. We'll talk again soon. Elise Mills, uh, Senior Associate at Sussex Strategy Group, Conservative Political Analyst. So her thoughts on where the party stands, the movement stands, and what this new leader brings to the table. And, you know, in that, that tumultuous relationship at times with the media, it's not, not new. It certainly wasn't unique to Andrew Scheer. And I think, unfortunately, Andrew Scheer just came across as really almost kind of whiny, if I'm being honest, about it yesterday. You're the one who's got to sell Canadians on who you are, what the message is. So if you're getting what you think are tough or unfair questions, suck it up. Deal with it. Speak directly and clearly about who and what you are. And then those mean or unfair questions don't really matter. So we'll see if Aaron O'Toole's better at that than, than Andrew Shear was. And I think that's another of Shear's big failings. Uh, but in terms of the speech, look, I agree 100% with, uh, with what Elise Mills said. I, I think Aaron O'Toole, if that was your first introduction to him last night, came across really well. 
It's kind of like with, with Joe Biden and his speech at the, the Democratic Convention recently. He had a lot of Republicans saying, well, okay, I got to admit, that was a hell of a speech he gave. Now, a speech is just a speech. It doesn't win you an election. But it can give you an idea of, you know, how formidable this candidate is. Does he resonate with voters? And, you know, I think certainly, you know, Aaron O'Toole, the indications are positive. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is the number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.